0: Hi my loves, welcome back to my channel and if you're new here, I'm Irene and in today's episode, I'll take you through the journey from the start, like the very beginning. I'll cover key moments of the challenges and difficulties I faced without going into every little detail because otherwise we'll be here for days. Okay, so the very beginning. I was born and raised in the Philippines. My family grew up in poverty, I vividly remember using the toilet in the province outside with no roof or running water we'd have to get a bucket of water in this from this pump to flush the toilet and use stubble i don't even know what the english word for that is it's basically a cup you use to wash yourself would bathe in the river and wash our clothes at the same time. We experienced many floods and we're lucky if we even have food for the day. I used to be embarrassed to tell people but now I wear it proudly. I was born on the couch. Luckily, our neighbor was a midwife and I obviously survived. My dad eventually moved to California to escape poverty and provide us with a better future. I believe I was only two years old at the time. He would visit once or twice a year, so early on in my life, I already didn't have a father figure physically present. Worse yet, he was not easily accessible. And in those days, there were no cell phones, so we had to go to the city to use a payphone. My parents also exchanged letters with each other. My sister and I had the opportunity to attend a Catholic school in the Philippines where we prayed before class, before meals, and at the end of the day, my prayer life mainly consisted of Hail Mary and Our Father with a prayer before meals. Schools here and in the Philippines are like night and day when it comes to discipline. If our nails were longer than our nail beds, we would get hit with a ruler. We would also get in trouble if our skirts did not touch the floor, so every morning we would kneel down and they would literally measure your skirt. What I also noticed growing up in the Philippines, they don't really do emotional support with family i mean as long as you're fed and safe you're considered fine there were no hey how was your day or how are you or i love you at least in my household our love language at home was food and that stuck with me until now the food part as a catholic i was baptized received communion and then confirmation i had no idea what they meant I simply thought eating the bread was cool. On some Sundays, if money permitted, we would attend church and that felt more like a field trip to me. And going to church was something we had to do on Sundays. I, I didn't know God. I just knew He was someone you prayed to when in need. Fast forward, I moved to California and skipped 2nd, 3rd, 4th, and 5th grade due to academic differences in age. Straight to 6th grade, I barely knew English. I was pulled out of class daily for ESL and math. In second grade in the Philippines, they we were already doing trigonometry, and when I came to California, it was like one plus one. All I know is that I skipped too many grades. They were even trying to get me to start in seventh grade. Like, come on, guys, seventh, to, I mean, second to seventh grade, jeez. So there's this funny memory from sixth grade. There was this girl who dyed her hair, and when I got home, I told my cousin that this girl's hair died, like dead died. Yeah. I did not know any lingo whatsoever and I wasn't cool enough in school. Therefore I was bullied and this continued through high school. I hated high school. I got into a fight with this girl over a guy. No idea why I was always accused of trying to steal someone's man when I sat in the corner minding my own business. Like go check your dude, not me. Again, no support at home. Imagine that transition from middle school and high school. It, I was totally lost no one to talk to about stuff that's going on in my life as a teen. I do have an older sister but that girl was lost too. But I did everything to fit in with these people. I people pleased and I hung out with the wrong crowd. I remember going to travel lodge this one day with a friend to pick up quote-unquote something and this one guy wanted me to try whatever they were doing to make sure I wasn't a cop. Um, I looked 10 like I lied to him and said I was pregnant. I stopped hanging out with that friend. I did not have much guidance at home. My dad worked two jobs and I barely saw him. My mom was also busy with work and I'm sure she was going through a tough time as well because imagine leaving your whole family to move to a foreign country. She had no one here and to make things worse, my sister moved out when I was 14. I'm rolling my eyes. Since I had no one at home, I had no choice but to lean on friends to fill the void. You know, I felt unwanted. I didn't feel protected. I felt abandoned and neglected. I often ask myself, why am I even here? I also have three older half brothers whom I was not close to. My dad asked one of them to take me to school one morning since my sister moved out. I would, I mean, he would come over drunk as heck, I'm talking about so drunk he crashed his car at Jack in the Box, then he started acting inappropriately and there goes another person that I can't run to. My parents were too busy and I didn't know how to connect emotionally because I was never really taught how to. My sister moved out, I had strange brothers, all three of them cheated on their wives and would make me lie when their wives called, I hated that. These girls would come back no matter how disrespectful my brothers were. I grew up in that environment where it seemed okay for guys to cheat. It wasn't just my brothers, it was like my uncles too and cousins. Home was not home and I was angry with God. I remember going to church Up the street from my house, it was empty at that time. I sat in one of the pews, just staring at the cross and a glittery glittery white bright light slowly started falling from the sky. I ran. I was so scared. I convinced myself that I was seeing things and didn't want to share with anyone because it sounded crazy and again, no one to run to. I needed an escape and at the tender age of 14, I started acting out by drinking and smoking. I was a runaway. I remember coming home and my mom's eyes would be swollen from crying. I didn't feel bad at that time because it was all about me and my feelings. I blamed them for how I felt. I was in so much psychological pain that I wanted to end it all for myself. I tried and failed. I was screaming for attention. I needed help so badly. I joined this program called JAC, uh, Junior Apostles of Christ. For a short moment, I actually felt good. And there was this one particular guy who was kind of walking me through about with my feelings. And again, it started becoming weird. I'm like, oh my God, not again. And I remember, I still remember the feeling. So every program, you get a certificate or you graduate from it or something like that. And every parent had a letter for their kid and they were present my parents didn't show up I didn't have no one Uh, my sister had to write to me again my parents were just they were not involved they were not involved in anything like I did some plays in sixth grade they didn't attend I was part of choir band volleyball and other sorts of stuff they would never show up I was that kid who didn't have their parents around I mean to them, it was probably like, oh it's a waste of time or they have to go to sleep, I have work, I have to do this and that and my mom wasn't driving yet I think. I often saw my mom praying the rosary, little did I know she was praying to God to help me. I ran away again and came home pregnant at 16. My parents never talked to me about the birds and the bees. Also my pregnancy was not by accident, I wanted a child so someone would love me and I needed a reason to live because I wanted out forever. I was lost. I was at lost. After having my first child, I started going to church again, but I still didn't have a deep relationship with God. It was more of a Sunday traditional family thing. And fast forward, I had two more kids and graduated from nursing with three kids under the age of five. How did I do it? I have no idea. Maybe I'll do another episode with that. That has to do with a lot with discipline and time management. After finishing the nursing program, I now had a lot of time on my hands. So many thoughts and bits and pieces of memories from childhood didn't make sense, and they started to um, come flooding in. Like whether or not, or like whether certain things happened or were they just a dream? I knew something was wrong with me. My body was telling me something had happened, but I couldn't figure it out my relationship grew apart got into another relationship and had another child that relationship was not good either in the beginning but guess what i put up with it because that's what was modeled to me at home plus the trauma that i had it was easy for me to just kind of forgive and stay i put up with it because that's i was afraid to be alone and i did not know my worth he cheated on me many times and one of them was my best friend at that time and we were roomies why did it happen i was given the infamous excuse of i was drunk he said he was drunk and he went to the wrong room yeah self-esteem is so low i eventually got tired of being tired he went to a bachelor party in miami and we all know how that goes that weekend i went out and i ended up meeting someone and i felt seen and wanted for the first time in a long time and instead of fixing the relationship that i was in i chose to just not care and i ended up hurting people and there goes another eight-year relationship out the door so now I was a single mom of four boys and I struggled with my mental health. I stayed single for a bit. I needed a lot of fixing and healing. So I did some inner work I thought I was healed enough and was willing to give relationships another chance i believe it was like three years later i prayed for a partner with whom i could grow and learn with i met someone we were introduced to each other and i figured since he's friends with my friend it would be safe you know i don't know if you guys experienced that like okay it's you know bob joe and mary's friends so they wouldn't introduce me to anyone that's bad for me. But here we go again. It was a rough beginning and looking back, I realized that if I were truly healed, I wouldn't have continued with that relationship. Let's call this guy Noah. So Noah cheated on me on our fourth year together, but I gave him another chance. In hindsight, that was my cue from God. I struggled with healing after that incident. I glorified him instead of God. You, You know, once your trust is broken, it's so hard to kind of get back to that space again. So slowly, I began to wake up after that incident. In 2018, I started refocusing on my life's direction and purpose. In 2019, Noah left for Virginia for three months, and for the first time since we met, I felt relaxed and at ease. Looking back now, I realized that feeling of peace was significant. I felt free to do anything and everything without the fear of being judged or yelled at. Fast forward March 2020, I caught COVID from him after his spring training trip in Arizona. I was hospitalized for COVID pneumonia and it begged for my life. It was a turning point that made me realize the importance of life as a nurse i had cared for countless patients with terminal illnesses but facing my own mortality was a different experience after recovering i started working on myself in all aspects i needed to figure out my true calling here i was begging god for another chance and i just needed to figure it out and i told him i was ready like give it to me what do you want me to do you know and starting a business was the first thing that came to mind. It was this loud whisper. I didn't know where and how to begin. I asked for signs and in September 2020, I bought a white Tesla. I wanted to name her based on how I felt when I'm in the car. It was white, so thinking of purity, it brought me a sense of calm and peace. When I'm inside, I named her Serenity and that's how Serenity was born. I prayed for more guidance. One rainy day, I was visiting a patient and I just I stayed in the car. I have no idea why. I looked up and this guy was walking towards me. Mind you, it's raining. He asked me about the car. He asked if I was Filipino. I said yes. He reached in his pocket and pulled out his wallet, then handed me a cross and said, My wife is Filipino and Catholic, a Christian. I always carried this cross with me but was called to give it to you quote-unquote, keep going. Shocked. Speechless. I wanted to start a business under Serenity. So that was like a cue for me. Maybe it's this way. And then I asked for another confirmation, like, okay, do you want it to be named Serenity? What, What do you want me to do, God? Then another confirmation, I was visiting a patient in this older couple who lost their daughter who was also a nurse and I look like her. The mom said, hold on, I have something for you. She came out with a rosary book, a rosary and a prayer, the serenity prayer. That was the go-ahead for me. I started my podcast in January 2021 where I shared my life story and the things I've learned so far. I also ventured into life coaching. I met so many women out there. That was fun. Opened an Etsy store and created my own website and merch wholesale. Later on, I got into the new age movement, exploring crystals, yoga, tarot cards, and oracle cards. Honestly, I thought crystals had some sort of supernatural power to help me communicate with God or receive signs from God. Like It's like a portal but I learned later on that it was idolatry. In April of the following year, so 2022 now, I took Noah to the Philippines to meet my family and I prayed for guidance and the removal of negativity from my life, anything wicked. After that trip, things flipped like a light switch. I explained this in my breakup video. It's available now on my YouTube channel, Irene, A-I-R-E-E-N, Serenity. So when I was given that ultimatum out of the blue, I was devastated and confused because it was so unexpected. Like before going to the Philippines, we were just talking about buying a ring and buying properties and renting it out. But now that I'm on the other side, that light switch was an answered prayer. Every time I asked for a sign, God delivered. Even though God was paving the way for me, I still wanted to know what was really going on and what's ahead for the two of us to get a glimpse into the future type of thing. So where do you go for that? I went to go see a psychic to have my cards read twice different people both readings showed that he is involved with a group of people who are not good for him which turned out to be true mind you i didn't say anything other than my name she also mentioned that there was a girl involved but his heart was with me so to quote unquote help me the psych psych the psychics suggested that i meditate with certain crystals at a specific time every day for three nights i kid you not i started to feel sick almost like I had the flu when I told her about it she said it was normal and had something to do with energy spooked I decided to cut all contact things just started unfolding on their own he was cheating on me practically our entire eight-year relationship that day that I found out there was a girl involved I lost it I couldn't function work or even eat. I lost about 30 pounds and developed a bald spot the size of a lemon on my head due to stress. My savings were depleted, leaving me with just a dollar in my savings account with four kids. It was so scary. I fell in the rabbit hole and found myself in a dark place, wondering why this was happening to me, especially since I had treated this man like royalty, but all along he was being dishonest. When November came, he made sure to win my birthday. And later that month, the end of November, he took my car as a punishment for not answering his calls. When I caught him in another lie, I refused to speak to him. And having my car taken away from me was the last straw. Like he already took everything from me. It sent me into a bit of screaming, begging God for help. My cries were so loud that I lost my voice. i would never experienced that kind of pain before. It was a physical heart pain. I was left without a car, lost that job that day because I was supposed to go to work. He didn't care about that and felt as though I'd lost myself. After all that screaming, something came over me, a sense of silent comfort and a whisper telling me I would be okay. Noah left for Hawaii that week, guys, with five cars parked at his house and my own car locked in his garage. So while he was swimming in the ocean, I was trying to figure out how I was gonna get around. I later found out that he met up with another girl there, not the one he had overlapped relationships with. Um, It was one of his guy friends' lady. That's another story. That Hawaii trip was supposed to be a father-daughter bonding so it's not surprising that he took another girl with him because he just can't be alone. Worried about not having a car, I was also anxiously waiting for a call about a job I had interviewed for and the delay was causing me a lot of stress. I felt trapped and needed to find a way out of this hole. So I had another conversation with God. What do you need me to do God? Please help me. Please help the kids. When people tell you about this voice, it's actually not like a audible voice, it's like a knowing. I was honestly scared to reveal everything because of his profession. However, I considered the possibility that maybe I was put in this situation to be the voice and catalyst for the change that was needed. Even when he had caused me to lose the job, I found myself still concerned about his well-being. So I did as the voice instructed and later that week, I received an offer letter for that job I had been waiting for. I was like, um, okay, I get it now. I finally surrendered. Done. I sent him my last text and gave it all to God. I want to read this Bible verse, Matthew eleven twenty-eight 28 to 30. Come to me, all of you who are weary and carry heavy burdens, and I will give you rest. Take my yoke upon you. Let me teach you because I am humble and gentle at heart and you will find rest for your souls. For my yoke is easy to bear and the burden I give you is light. I surrendered to God. I survived my first Christmas without him. I wasn't as festive but it felt good. My family just allowed me to just be. But I I didn't have that heaviness anymore. In January of this year, I bought my first Bible. I couldn't stop reading it. It's literally a manual for life. My jaw dropped every single time I read it and I became obsessed with learning the word. I watched countless videos, stories, movies and integrated it all into my daily routine. The first hour of my day consists of daily mass and journaling and reading the Bible. By February, we had just 30 days left to find a new place to live. Scared as I was, I handed my worries over to God. With three weeks left and everyone around me anxious, I chose to maintain in faith. God was definitely testing me, application after application for new places. We were denied, most were looking for a couple and being a single mom of 4 didn't seem appealing to many. I decided to see one last house, way out of my league but exactly the type of dream home I'd always wanted. I toured the place, but I didn't allow myself to get attached this time because every time I'd visit an open house, I would imagine us living there and I would get denied and that feeling sucked. It really did. (laughs) I remember telling the agent if it's meant for me, it will happen. She suggested that I write a biography to improve my chances. While I did just that, I wrote a heartfelt page-long life story and once again, put it all in God's hands. The next day, I received an approval letter. Who would have guessed that the person reading my story was also a single mom who had faced hardships? Friends, sis, I come home every day in disbelief and gratitude for his glory. It was more than I had prayed for. Like how in the world did I climb out of what felt like the darkest and deepest hole in only 4 months? The heartache was gone. It's gone. I also made sure I wasn't suppressing it so I'd look at our pictures and I didn't feel anything. No anger. I forgive him and most importantly, I forgave myself for allowing someone to disrespect me for so long. So I got my house but I still didn't have a car. I had to share with my mom or rent one, renting one would cost me around $800 to $1100 a month it was insane. I was like, would I be asking for too much if I asked for my car back for Mother's Day? Not the exact one, but another one. I knew it was impossible since I'd tried to get my car back from him before, but I needed to transfer the loan and got denied. It was too soon to apply again too. But then again, that voice in my head said, get one for Mother's Day. I was like, no way. But I went ahead and I reserved one on the app. I figured if I don't get approved, it's okay. God will always provide. The ordering process was easy. Securing a loan was a challenge. I received a call from the loan officer. I think I shared my whole life with her. She told me to stay in faith and press submit. It took me a little bit to press submit. And almost immediately, I received an approval letter. Just like that. I got my car back. Who would've thought, after hitting rock bottom, God would bless me with a new heart a new job, a new home, a new car, and a new beginning with my four kids. All I had to do was trust in him. It was that simple. My life was never the same since the day I was saved. I was a slave to this world. In confessing my sins and surrendering, he met me with love. My whole life has been filled with trials from experiencing poverty, childhood trauma, to being emotionally neglected. I became suicidal in my teens and later became a single mom. Battled depression, been betrayed by multiple partners, faced domestic abuse, and even came close to being homeless with my kids. Little did I know it was a preparation for what he had planned for me. He took the old and he made it new. God is now the center of my every day and every move. Trust in his timings. Trust in his timing, sis. He's never early and never late. We often doubt God when a relationship ends, when we lose a job, or when our prayers seem unanswered. But one day, God will provide clarity on why that job didn't work out, why that person hurt you, why you're in pain, or why your prayers went unanswered. It would all make sense eventually. Stay faithful. He is our protector and has a plan for each of our lives. When you listen to him and follow his guidance with purpose, life becomes so much easier. And with God's armor, I can discern what is truly of him. If you're feeling confused about a situation or a person, know that this confusion is not from God. For God is not a God of confusion, but of peace. His unconditional love is incredibly healing. I'm excited for what he has planned for me. His grace was the most compelling evidence I needed. I am complete in Christ and more ready than ever to serve his mission in helping others. And I'm so grateful for all of you and all the support. Don't forget to subscribe to my YouTube channel, Irene, A-I-R-E-N, Serenity. Also follow me on Instagram, Irene underscore Serenity. Thank you loves. Until the next episode.